All right. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> welcome everybody to my dumb friends. Um, Yay! Wow. We literally just had ten minutes of uh, the most tense arguments about uh, how we're making this show work technically, and uh, it well, feels you, you like a cable access show that. during a zombie apocalypse. I gotta say, that's what this the vibe. That's what the vibe of the show is right now. Well, well, Dan makes it way more tense by trying to think of references every three seconds. Yeah, that's, that's, what, I was, yeah, that's what I was doing before we did it. I was, like I was thinking of fucking references. That's, yeah, that's 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 what I was doing. I was trying to be creative when I was freaking you out. out how about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Sean. Yeah, that that's yeah. me. That is you. That's what you were doing. What the All right. Fuck? Give me a, yeah, give me a fucking break. Give me a fucking break. Um, you were mad. You were mad the minute you fucking picked up the phone. You were mad. I was not mad the minute I fucking picked pick up the phone, Sean. I was not mad the minute I, and I'm frustrated. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm frustrated at the situation. You, we, usually, we, we have been doing a thing where we uh, have the guest story at the end, and it's just me, Tom, and Sean. But uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, Thank you. The yes. Bert Kreischer's here, everybody. Yes. Everybody. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure being Thank here. Thank you for doing it. I love, the one thing that's fun about doing a podcast is you get to go back. Like, you get to go and go, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a new podcast. Right. Because I'm about to do it, and I want to listen. Yeah. I love Shane Moss. Yeah, he's great, right? I fucking oh, yeah. love Shane Moss. He's you know why that episode was so good? Because Sean wasn't on it. <laughs> That's why it was so great. <laughs> oh, yeah, you being, you being fucking aggressive again for no reason? <laughs> you can't take it. You always say that I can't take it. You can't... What do you mean? I'm just joking around. Right. Come on, relax. <laughs> we're like a turn of the century immigrant couple like also, we came here on a ship Bert, and we never would have like married you know, in the old country but now we're scared and alone in a new land and you need each other yeah we need each other. Dan, Bert, did you know that dan made phone calls for hillary clinton today from oh give me a fucking break i did that yesterday dude i posted this is i fucking oh I do a fucking phone bank yesterday because I don't want a fucking Donald Trump presidency. I posted online to see if anyone else in the comedy community wants to do this with me so we can, like, fight back against this shit. And then, of course, Sean... With it, Sean is like, oh, you're trying to Sean, who's every fucking pictures of him with a comedian who's way more famous than fucking him. Uh, yeah, his Facebook profile is fucking him and Colin Quinn because they're known to have yeah, they have dinner together. Yeah, you and Colin Quinn. Yeah, I remember all those summers you guys fucking have together. So poor hey, shit. everybody, I'm making I'm making phone calls for Hillary Clinton, and then I'm at meltdown at 8 p.m. <laughs> You know, I didn't say that afterwards. It's two different fucking tweets, dude. <laughs> I was kidding. You I made like 50 that? fucking calls for that bitch yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, phone call was like, hi, I'm a, I'm a volunteer from Hillary Clinton's campaign. Why uh, wouldn't you list off your credits off the top? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calling them. That's, I would be like, hey guys, it's Bert Kreischer from Travel Channel. I got a podcast, our special coming out on Showtime. And I'm taking my valuable time to call you about our presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton. Well, I have a different approach, Bert. Dan, Dan calls up. He goes, Do you see my web series kicking Dan out? <laughs> <laughs> views on a, web, a web series from five fucking years ago. That's well, what I do. I'm starting to get obsessed with web series again. Are you? Oh, 100%. This is like early 2000s. I know. Because I, I, it's the first, it, they're back. It's back. And is it's, it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Because they're all of a sudden, like back in the day, you had to get a web series and greenlit and they were throwing money. And then right. all of a sudden, they disappeared. Now you can do one and they don't ask you what you're going to do with the money. You can just make it. You can just make whatever you want. Oh, it's the Louis. It's the Louis thing, thing. Right. So you get to go make exactly what you want. And from someone who's been in network television for seven years, I'm literally not network network, but cable television. Yeah. Where you do get notes. It's really fucking freeing to be like, hey man, you can do whatever you want, like at whatever you want. Yeah. And, and then it might turn into a TV show. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with Action Bronson's "Fuck That's Delicious." Did yeah. you see it? No. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's great, and it's called "Fuck That's Delicious." No one would ever greenlight a show called Fuck That's Delicious. Yeah. And now they have to. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we. And now, don't, don't they have an episode of him just watching Ancient Aliens? That's all it is, just him with other yeah. rappers just watching the show Ancient Aliens? Yeah, it's, you know what it is? I think it's, with what we do with podcasting, I think now that's happening for the internet. 
And I think now there's an avenue where it's, it really does affect ticket sales. I don't know if you, I'm, by the way, this is, not, I don't know why I'm having this conversation on this podcast. I apologize. Yeah. But if you follow Google Trends, you'll notice that the more web shit you do, the more presence you have and the more ticket sales you sell. It's fucking insane. Uh, I mean, I, I will. Uh, oh, you teach a class on this shit. I'm trying to get a third web series off the ground, so maybe that'll. Maybe I want to do work. one in this room. By the way, I'm voting <laughs> for Trump, so this is how we start the podcast. Oh, yeah. Are you? <laughs> Fuck yeah. I want to see an assassination. Don't you want. By the way, this is my theory, and I'm being dead fucking serious about this. Uh-huh. I'm being dead serious. Be, think about it. No. Okay. Okay. Pretend. pretend just, no one's raising their voice just, at you. Just let me pitch, let me pitch it. Hillary Clinton does not have the ability to bring us all together as uh-huh. one humanity. Donald Trump, with his assassination, will bring us together like 9-11. <laughs> It'll be a time when we all, like everyone, be like, oh, where were you when? And it's like, remember, you know those moments like Katrina yeah, when no, everyone how comes was, together? Yeah, but they can't you make the same argument with Hillary Clinton if no she one's gonna kill assassinated? Her. No one's going to kill her. They're definitely killing Trump. So he's going to be our <laughs> yeah, No, not a Kennedy. It's like, because you were sad when Kennedy got shot. Right. This one, half the people will be like, fuck, I remember where I was. That was a great day. And then the other people are like, oh. But that's not bringing people together. No, but it will, but it will, but it will, but it will. It'll be like 9-11, but a happy feeling. Nobody, like, nobody. Well, they're not, they're not saying it was a great day, though. They're saying, oh, my God, it was everybody. Yeah, that's fine. like saying the Giants oh. and the Patriots fan came together when the Giants beat the Patriots undefeated season. Uh-uh. If someone, if someone uh, had a pipe bomb at one of those games, they'd come together. If someone brought a pipe bomb in those games, they'd come together. They'd hold hands the way the Crips and the Bloods did after the OJ verdict. You remember that? Or after hey, right. Rodney King. Some, we need Trump to be our Rodney King. Oh, my God. This is my I'm being dead serious about no, this. No, I know you are. I think if, you, if we bring him in, they'll kill him within the first fucking month. There's no way he's lasting yeah. longer than that. Right. <laughs> game hunters. They, know, they have to have a foresight into this. Right. And then once he dies, we'll get a, a, a Republican patsy. Whoever is, I don't even know who is. When I think of the is. biggest deaths, I think Cecil the Lion, Harambe, and then Donald Trump. Those <laughs> are the, uh, that's how I do it. Yeah, don't you mean some people just be like indifferent that it'll happen and they'll just go. Well, I saw that coming. On to the next one. I mean, it will be chaos that happens because a bunch of white It's going to be a national tragedy. Dude, let's think about I mean, I, I, you ever think it about it? It will do the opposite. How can you think it's going to bring people together? As soon as it happens, uh-uh. like fucking white supremacists are going to start murdering black people and Mexicans. No, there are no white, white supremacists are cowards. They aren't doing anything. Fucking Reverend Al Sharpton sleeps with his windows open. They haven't killed that guy. The, white supremacists are a mockery. Yeah. They do nothing. <laughs> They fucking have done nothing. They're, all they're doing is sitting you know, in prison. If, if we're going to be in so much trouble if somebody crawls through Al Sharpton's window <laughs> and kills him because of this. <laughs> Al Sharpton's an interesting guy. Like, I, like, you think, how did he not get assassinated? He says some of the most volatile things. Right. But it's like, I just don't, I think they're ineffective, white supremacists. I think that Al Sharpton's in New York in Harlem, you know. Is he? No, no, not Harlem. Shit, that was just racist. Oh, my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Oh, he's Sorry. in Chicago or Jesus Atlanta Christ. or Detroit. Oh, or Miami. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he's in, he's in. He's in New York. He might be in Harlem. Yeah, no, no, he's at the Cotton Club dancing. And... He's a, yeah. <laughs> he shoe shines early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Are you sure you're not voting for Trump? Are you sure you're not voting for Trump? Come on. No, I'm not going to vote at all. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the real answer. I'm not going to vote because I, 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 I like Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Hillary? Do you, do you really like her? Is she your favorite? I don't like her, but I'm like, I'm also not like, uh, I like her way more than Trump. And, yeah. But see, that's not, that's not that's not how you're supposed to pick. No, but it's not like, you know, it's not like I'm not going paintballing on the weekend. Do you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> yeah. picking a president. You got to make hard decisions. <laughs> I want it. Also, but everybody loved how the country was when Clinton was president. So why wouldn't that happen again? You don't think she had a hand in it when the first time around? No, she just didn't speak up when he fucked other chicks. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want that soft yeah, because she was buying her time to be, be fucking president. So much more badass, though, to like stay with the guy for your own power, to have yourself yeah, a like, You'd be like, of jealousy. Okay, sell that to me. Well, it, it, the fact, I mean, it's the, it's. I'm not saying anything new. Have you ever been cuckolded? Have I ever been? Yeah, I pay Aaron to do it. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and all things no i uh i i mean it's the same argument that a lot of women have and a lot of men have is that her staying with bill clinton 
was the most subversive thing she could do because she used that to launch her own political career. Yeah. Like, like you know, and, and you got to appreciate someone who takes one to the chest for exactly, the country. Exactly. She and, took it for the country. Yes. She could be like, fuck this guy and walk out. Right. Exactly. And it would have destroyed. And she could have been rich. Like she would have made a ton of money. You know what I mean? Like, so she's doing it because she does have a bigger principle in mind. Yeah. Hey, I like that. Stop like being that. a relationship a long time. That became a partnership in like '94. I, I guess you. I guess you have to. I never looked at it that way. You have to say because I've been cuckolded before and it sucks. Yeah. And no part of me was ever noble. You got cuckolded? Yeah. Who cuckolded you? Some my best friend. Fuck. Fuck my girlfriend. Gave me the Jesus. Oh what? My God. Oh. God. Uh, I was only the second chick I've ever slept with. Oh, oh, oh my God. Really How old were you? Me. I was 20, 22, 23, oh, 22. I'm sorry. It dude. was, dude, it ruined me. And I, and like, and it, but there's no, the thing that I, all you, I could. What happened? Did you fight him afterwards or no? no? No. It's just too sad, right? It was like, it was just destructive, man. It's, it's, you know what it is? It's the people talking about you when you're not there and you know they're doing it. That's yeah. what really destroys you. That's where it fucking Ugh. kills your ego when you go into a bar and people see you and they uh, they approach you as if they've been talking about you. Like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, like you've been, hey, it's a bird. Oh, he's here. And you're like, he's here. And you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, he's talking about you and the worst thing ever to happen to you. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was intense, man. Ugh. I had a buddy of mine do it to another buddy of mine. And then he pulled that thing where when my one friend, the guy he did it to, when he found out the friend who fucked the girlfriend said, you can, you can punch me in the face if you want, which is such a fucking snake move to do, where you're yeah. trying to make the person that got cuckolded feel guilty because like, they want to hit you in the face. Yeah, my friend has had it much worse. That, that moment fucked him up more than me. Meaning, like, I got, right. I, I got, like, a, I got, got the empathy. Sympathy, yeah. I got empathy. He got, he lost a lot of friends in that, and he lost a girlfriend, and then him and that girl never stayed together. And then, yeah. and then, uh, and I, and I, if you look at his life, I think it's very, I, I mean, I'm just being candid. It's very sad. A lot of sad, sad. No, when I, uh, when I cheated, uh, you know, I lost a lot of those friends, but you need that. Like, I was talking, uh, I was talking with, um, with somebody at work, and he was, uh, he was telling me about, like, you know, like I, I, like this one guy was a politician, and he and he sent out pamphlets in the wrong way, and he got bu busted, and it wasn't that big of a deal. But because he tried to cover it up, he got in big trouble. He went to jail for like a year or something. But like having a consequence helps you move on. You know, like if you look yeah. at it that way, like like getting away with like sometimes like getting away with it is worse. Is You're worse. right. A consequence. Like my biggest problem right now is like I get on podcasts and I. And I, I don't I don't ever disagree. If someone talks shit about someone, I don't ever yeah. disagree. And sometimes I will chime in because that's my personality. And that's yeah. my biggest flaw right now. And I'm trying to work on it. Because I'll just, just stand up for people. You, no, no, yeah. Or just like like if you just already talking shit about someone, I just would agree. It doesn't yeah. matter who it is. I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But also, like, you're always weird. like, people always talk shit. Like, I, I've definitely been in a room where I start talking shit with somebody, and then they're like, yeah, he's a really good friend of mine. But, like, it's that person's job, too, to be like, hey, you know, like, I'm not arrogant enough to think that, like, like you know, like, uh, that I can have a friend, and that friend has to defend me from everyone who doesn't like me, you know? Yeah. Like, because I've done stuff that, you know, has probably annoyed people and pissed people off. So it's like, I'm not, I'm not immune from that. I'm at the point now where I had a friend who got really fucked up this weekend in Phoenix and was and was like apologetic the next day. I was like, "Nope, wrong guy. You don't ever have to apologize to me. I've done that to so many fucking people. Yeah, there is. Everyone gets a free pass getting hammered around me. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you're the guy to drink with. Yeah, you'll never you'll never do anything. I mean, you could. I mean, what's I'm, the what's the um, what's the worst thing that somebody's done to you when when you've been drunk? As far as like put you in a situation that you're like. What the fuck, dude? Oh, I, I, I don't have that. I don't have, I don't have it. it. I don't have it because I like, like I've just been, I've been putting so like, I, so many fucking bad that like, there's nothing. There's not like I've been in parties where people break out heroin and you're like, you're just like, ah, you gotta charge it, let it go. Have there ever been any situations where you're like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna back up from this. This is too crazy. Yeah, a couple times. Anytime guns show up. Yeah, like I've course. been in a lot of situations where uh, gun comes out on the table, 
and and it's a just, lot of situations. Yeah, the first time it ever happened when I was 22. I was. I, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, I have a story that's online. You can find it where I got involved with the Russian mafia when I was a kid and robbed a train. But uh, but the, one of the times, Christ. one of the times I was partying with these guys, we were a whole class taking like a field trip to get on right. a boat. And uh, and I was the good whole friends. class, the whole class, the whole class. And so my best and friend this is in college. This is in college, class. studying abroad in in St. Petersburg. Okay, cool. And the guy, my best friend, St. Petersburg, Florida. No, no, that's where I was born, oddly enough. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, and so the one of the gangsters the next day, my best friend Igor was the guy's name. Uh, we were supposed <laughs> to, we were supposed to go uh, whole class on a boat. It was like the big Russian mayday. Everyone right. goes out on the Kiev River and everyone parties. And I go over to his room in the morning, and he goes, uh, I go. Hey, I'm ready for the boat trip. And he's like, no boat. I go, what? And he goes, all his friends are there, all his boys. We're all drinking beer, eating fish. And he's like, yeah. no boat. I got no fucking boat. I have no idea. Boat. Everyone says boat. There's no fucking boat. <laughs> and so we get, the teachers come down. They're like, you ready? And he goes, let's go. Bye, Dom. So we all grab the beer and we start walking to a, a dock. I know we don't have a boat for. Like, I know, and all these gangsters know, we don't have a fucking boat. My whole class has got the, like, seasick wristbands, yeah. ponchos, cameras. They're so fucking ready. <laughs> All of a sudden, one of his buddies comes out and goes, Igor, we have bolt. And everyone goes nuts. We have bolt? We have bolt. We show up. <laughs> perfect fucking boat. Do you remember the movie? Um, do you remember the Sex Pistols movie, Sid and Nancy? Uh, I've only seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the boat they got they got arrested on at the very beginning of the movie? It's, it yeah. looked exactly like that boat. I, that's all my reference. <laughs> yeah. And so we go in. We get on the boat. We load it up. Everyone's on the boat. And then the dock master comes down. And he's like, eh, gentlemen, I don't need papers or whatever. And the one guy lifts his shirt up and goes, shows a gun. And he goes, here are your fucking papers. And the guy's like, <laughs> all right, have it back by three. And so, <laughs> so we, went, we went into the bottom, the, ba- the galley of the boat, the like, guts of the boat, and the guy pulled his gun out and put it on the table. And I remember being like, that's Holy the first time, first time I'd ever been in that situation. And I was like, I, I didn't know what to do. And I got one of the teachers. And I was like, hey, just give me your heads up. There's a guy with a gun out on the table. And we're all drinking. He's been drinking. And there's a whole class that knows, has no idea we stole a boat. And, <laughs> and they, were like, they were like, just go down and drink with them and keep them calm. And, so, and I remember telling Igor, and Igor said to him, he's like, man, put the gun, put the gun away. And he's like, what, are they fucking children? And he's waving it around. I was like, this is how you get shot. He's like, this is fucking gun. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? I put gun on the table. Fucking touch it. And I remember being like, this is how someone gets shot. Like, literally... Yeah. I'm terrified, and then we drank with them all night, and then we're all good. <laughs> so you didn't leave? No, I didn't. I, I had to drink. That was a lot of the times I got in that on that trip. I had to drink with the gangsters because I could calm them down. I could like I would just. I, I, what I, would you talk to them about? I would do. Uh, I would. I would learn how to say uh, movie quotes in Russian. <laughs> just do like movie. give us one. Uh, I I forgot. I used to do fat guy in a little coat because that had just come out, and I forget how. <laughs> Bullshit. I forgot how to do it. <laughs> but I used to do it to those guys. I used to do I used to quote rap lyrics. I used to say things in in American. Like one of the ones I used to always say to everyone was Yarabota which means I work pussy. But it really means I, I work with cats during the day. <laughs> <laughs> so they fucking laugh hysterically. It's amazing. Yeah, it, yeah, it, was a, it was a really it was a really fucking fun summer. <laughs> But that was the first time I saw a gun. Anytime a gun comes out, and I've, I've been plenty of times. I was at one of the biggest Coke dealers in uh, L.A. when I first came out here the first time. Go out to this guy's house. I wish I could tell you the whole story because it's so much better. Yeah. But I would rat out a bunch of comedians. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, suffice to say, one guy, when I first moved to New York, introduced us to his drug dealer and called him Billy. And so... That's what we call Billy we, on the street. No, Billy, no, no, <laughs> oh, no. two Puerto Rican guys. Oh no! And we call people, and we call, and so that was our cocaine. Billy's the least Puerto Rican name I've ever heard. But that's we ended <laughs> up calling like cocaine. Percy. We call cocaine Billy. So people go, "Hey, you want to get Billy tonight?" Like, yeah, call Billy. See if Billy wants to party. And so we'd get cocaine. And we call Billy. So, um, so uh, this do you guy still do cocaine now? No, no, no. I'm fucking forty three. I have high blood pressure. Last yeah. time I did cocaine probably was uh, honestly. Probably 15 years ago. Yeah. I haven't done drugs really at all. But when I was young, I was a party animal. Yeah. And so, uh, so this guy, that's, that was our hookup. And that, you just, I don't, you never even thought much about it. So I go to the biggest cocaine dealer's house in LA and I run into said comedian. I won't name the guy or yeah. girl, but I run into said comedian. How's the- Steve Harvey doing, by the way? <laughs> 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 oh, no. 
He would be so, the, uh, he would be he would make the funnest face though if you got bad coke like that face like this <laughs> this bullshit coke face you yeah know? <laughs> this comedian was in the bathroom with another comedian and uh, I saw both of them and I was like what's going on and they looked at me like they saw a fucking like they saw a ghost and they're like what are you doing here I don't know I was like I don't know this guy has this guy's like the I'm, one of my friends knows him he's like the biggest coke dealer in L A and then he just the the coke dealer comes up. And puts his arm around me. He goes, what's your name? Said, I got to meet you. You're a comedian. You know these guys? I said, yeah. And then they go, Bert, this is Billy. And I went, shut the fuck up. We've been calling cocaine Billy for years. And he was like, what? Oh, <laughs> you guys, no. my real name as cocaine in the streets of New York? And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I probably shouldn't have said his real name in this whole thing. No. <laughs> uh, you know, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Billy's a pseudonym. Yeah, Billy's a pseudonym for Coke. <laughs> Have you ever done Coke? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When was the last time? Uh, so was that like was that like a Coke, a Coke down, like a Coke house? You walk into they're all just doing tons of Coke and this guy's out. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and he was. He had a. He had a screen. This is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. He had a screen. I want to say it was on like a like a pendulum or something, but it was like a mm-hmm. screen that you could tilt. <laughs> and he would. He had a rock of cocaine. It was probably the purest cocaine i've ever done in my life and he would shave it on the screen and it would snowflake onto the onto the marble countertop and he just carve a line and it was like, like aged cheese it was dude, it was like it was kind of sore and i remember i did one bump on my one line on, on my right side and immediately and i've only had this happen like two or three times immediately a line down the center of my face was drawn and the right side went numb. And I went, my teeth from my center right tooth Jesus. all the way back. And I was like, I guess I can the other nose. The other uh, <sighs> yeah, that's some good Coke. It was amazing. That's some great cocaine. No, I, uh, I've i done it like, um, <laughs> last time I did it was like less than, like around two years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've been sober for now. Are you sober sober? A year, yeah, a year and like a half. Yeah. So do the math. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I didn't really, I didn't have a fun time with it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, now it actually makes me sick to think about it. Oh, I, I, I could never. The day after was, I mean, the worst day I've ever had in my life. Every fucking time. Yeah. So I've only done it a handful of times, probably. Yeah. But that that next day, it's not like it's not fun. And I feel like too, you get to an age once you start to hit your thirties, man. Doing drugs isn't like what it. I mean, if you smoke pot, great, that's fine. I I don't, but if you do, that's a different thing. But like doing hard drugs, yeah. Even like mushrooms, man. I can't do like mushroom. Like <laughs> I can't imagine. I feel like I've realized enough in my life to know like to have mushrooms in my 30s and like you know like the realizations aren't going to be fun you know yeah and i and i and i can't uh, and i'll from personal experience i can't just giggle away the night because i do have responsibilities in this world number one being my two children right and the fact that they depend (laughs) on me and and my brain working to me for me to make a living isn't fun yeah you never want to have to say to your kids hey be cool be fucking cool right now You know? I just I've been running around with sobriety lately, like you don't, just you don't want your kids playing yeah. lookouts. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> oh yeah, are you you're just not drinking right now? Yeah, just I've been I've been um I've just been not not like for no for no reason at all. Honestly, the biggest thing was um flying. I, I I've always drank when I flow. Yeah, flew. yeah, it does it does make it. How, have you ever gotten hammered before a flight? Like hammered, hammered? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've o- I've been I've I've only been able to get on a plane by drinking for the past for my entire life. I've never once done it. It's, sober. It is it is uh, it, it it's very nerve inducing. And so and so recently I flew to Syracuse and Oof. just an early flight. And I usually pack booze. Are you with doing me. Uh, Funny Bone there or something? Funny Bone Syracuse yeah. the mall. And I early flight. I usually I pack little Jack Daniels bottles with me and I I pour myself. And you have a, a show that night. Uh yeah yeah show that night. And so I'm like, all right, load it up. And I get five in the morning. I'm in the bathroom to pour myself a little roadie in my swell. And I forgot the booze. And so I had to, I was forced to take off sober and it wasn't that bad. And I went, oh, I wonder if I can not drink on this flight. And I didn't drink all the way to Chicago and I felt good. And then I didn't drink all the way to Syracuse and I felt good. And I went, this is really confusing because I've always been like right. panic flyer. And so I tried to do it on the way home. Didn't drink that weekend. I just didn't want to drink. I just did, never. Did you like the shows better? 
Uh, nah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I, mean, yeah. I, I, I do stand up sober mostly. I don't, I mean, I bring booze on stage with me. Yeah. But like, if I drink, I'm not that great on, if I get fucking hammered, the crowd loves it, but I'm not that good. Um, I go long and I'm a little, uh, I'm a little gluttonous, but <coughs> the, uh, didn't drink on the way home. And I was like, okay, this is a fluke. This is just something that's going on in my system. Yeah. Didn't drink for, I just, and, and by the way, not, not didn't drink because of any fucking reason other than, I was feeling really good. I was feeling really creative and I was feeling healthy and I was losing weight. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to drink. So I got to go to Phoenix. I had to fly. I was like, I'm going to try. I'm going to see if I can not drink on this flight. And I didn't drink on the flight to Phoenix. And I was like, whatever. And then I drank a couple nights in Phoenix and then stopped again. And I was like, okay. Like I couldn't figure out what was going on. Cause I've always been a big, big, big right. drinker. And so I was just like, I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to, whatever feels natural. Like it's always felt natural to have a bottle of wine at the end of the day. And so I never questioned it. So I'm just not going to question it. And just party, party if I want and party if I don't. I mean, I've gotten so drunk. Like, I remember um, I had bought a, a a bunch of beers for my row on a flight once. And this is, like, right before I went to rehab. <coughs> oh, uh, you went to rehab? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to go to rehab so bad. Oh, uh, oh, oh, it's, no. you know, <laughs> oh God. Is what it is. Uh, was it, like, a court-appointed rehab? No, no. I, I was trying to, like, win my girlfriend back at the time. And I had fucked up and whatever. I, she's doing good now. Nice person. Uh, yeah. But not not a girlfriend anymore. But anyway, uh, I don't know why I sounded like the end of a Tom Waits song. On that, but, uh, <laughs> We're in a we're in a row on this flight, and it was like, like, like I immediately I ordered beers for the people next to me because I don't want to drink alone, and uh, and then uh, and then the guy next to me goes, "Guess I'm gonna have to give you those," and he has like little little liquor bottles, right? And he goes, yeah. "Guess I'm gonna have to give you guys a couple of these," and then the girl to the left of me goes, "Guess I'm gonna help you guys out with these," and she just takes a huge bag of Xanax out, oh, and Jesus. we all just kind of look at each other uh-huh. like. Welcome to the park. But we like ate it like people who needed it. Like it wasn't like fun. We were just like, it was like bookies counting money. You yeah. know, that's like we were there to like, hey, we're medicating right now. We're not partying. We're fucking medicating. You know, that's, I, I did that with a doctor one time. Yeah. It was a long time ago uh, when I was living in New York do- and doing stand up and I was flying down to Florida and he gave me the best advice I ever got. Cause I was like, I was like, sometimes I get cut off on planes. Yeah. And he was like, I must have been 25 years old, 26, mm-hmm. 26 years old. And he goes, you talk entirely too much. He's like, don't, he's like, cut your words in half. Don't speak to the flight attendants. He says, it's, it's loud. You got noise reduction headsets on. You're shouting at them. You're I need yeah. a beer. Like, and he's like, <laughs> he goes, stop talking. Point to your glass. Get her eye contact with your fingers. Like wave to her, point to your glass. And that's it. And I went, really? He goes, yeah, you need to chill the fuck out. He goes, you're, you're a lot of energy. He's like, you're drinking during this appointment. Yeah, and so and so the, the the doctor was on the plane next to me. Oh, we're okay. on a plane next to each other. And so I go, so I said, he's like, what do you do? I said, I'm a comedian. So what do you do? He goes, I'm a doctor. He's like, he's like, if you want, I can give you a little bit of a Xanax and we'll fucking chill the fuck out. And he's my age, a little, probably a little older, maybe 32. Yeah. So we split his Xanax and I kicks in and I'm fucking feeling amazing. And then all of a sudden, this baby, uh, they say they come up on a thing and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, we have a sick baby um, on the plane. Is there a doctor in here? And I raised my hand. Oh, oh, the guy next to me oh. is a doctor. And they're like, oh, thank you, sir. And the guy's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I was like, you're a doctor. He's like, I'm fucking hammered. He's like, I can't be a doctor. <laughs> right and I was like, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, fuck. And then they came back and they're like, sir, are you a doctor? And I was like, no, but he is. Got <laughs> to go and look at the baby. And the guy is one of the, one of the quickest things I've ever seen happen. He comes back. He goes, buckle up. We're landing right now. I said, what? And he was like, we're landing right now. We won't be able to make it a tan, but this day baby's gonna die. And I was like, "What?" And the baby had like a hundred and seven temperature. Oh my! And he's God. like, "He's like," and we did an emergency landing in Orlando, and they fucking rushed out ambulances. The guy in the pilot was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, you are going to feel like we are crashing. We are not. We are making a dive into Orlando. We will be touching down in two minutes." Oh and literally, God. oh, and we stopped on a dime. They were on the plane within minutes. Took the baby off. Taxi back out, took off, landed in Tampa. And I was like, holy wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was 26 wow. years old, probably. So that is that sounds like the like uh like an NBC show, like drunk doctor or something. <laughs> drunk, <laughs> drunk, uh, drunk flight doctor. I, I don't really have a great title for it, but uh that's uh you saved somebody's life. You saved a baby's life. Technically, I saved the baby's life. By just your <laughs> just pointing. Your superpower is You're- Pointing at people who are more equipped to do things. <laughs> no, it's it's I I'm I wish I could turn this into a bit, but it's putting my hand up, like <laughs> like I have a, I have a tendency to put my hand up instinctually 
when I know the answer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we did traffic school. We did traffic school. I did traffic school in L.A. out in like Pasadena yeah. one time. Our teacher comes in with a baby arm, and he's like, immediately he's like, he's like, okay, like his arms like a little real thin yeah. and and literally sticking out like he's hailing a cab. Yeah. And he goes, all right, real quick, let's get it out of the way. Who notices something different about me? And my hand went up. Yeah. <laughs> no one else put their hands up. No one else. And he's like, you, you seem to notice something different about me. And I'm now I'm thinking, I don't know how to say what yeah. I, I don't know how to say it. You can't say baby you got arms. A haircut. You got a haircut. That's what's different. You got a haircut. <laughs> I literally am like, is it a atrophied, like an atro atrophic limb? Like, yeah. what, do you, what do I say? And I'm sitting there, my hand's still up. I'm trying to think of how to say it. And the guy behind me leans up to my back and he goes, it's his arm. <laughs> you can't raise your hand. Though, can't I started. I started laughing so fucking hard. He just leans up and he's like, "It's his arm." And I and the guy goes, and I, I think I said, "Your arm." And then the guy said that he got hit in the back. He was uh, bringing crates. It used to work for Ralph's. Yeah, he was bringing crates in, and those automatic doors just one clipped him in the shoulder, and his shoulder kind of hurt. Jesus. And the next thing you know, he had a baby arm. Jesus. Oh, oh my God, dude! I've thought wait, about so this. You're the the out. Wait, wait a minute. So the arm like shrinks. It's dude. It's very. Let me tell you. Is that true? Is that that's it's very now, now? I've now I've I've done research because I thought I was getting a baby arm. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, it turns out it was just a stroke. <laughs> I, was, I was getting a baby arm. I paint my elbow, and from like sleeping, I'd sleep on my shoulder. And what it, what can happen is you can pinch a nerve in your neck or in your arm, and it'll affect. Your arm and it'll it'll it's happening to a professional fighter. Boss Rutten, he's had a number of surgeries because your arm atrophies. It's the muscle starts Ugh. going away, and it totally happens to. It really happens on like Wait, a daily basis. It, it shrinks as well. It, it shrinks. It you can't you you it's, you start noticing that you don't have as much muscle in it, and then all of a sudden it just starts shrinking and it atrophies. It's very common. And it happens from like a neck injury or a shoulder injury or a back injury. I actually have a baby sense of self worth. That's really <laughs> oh, small. Get me started about self worth. <laughs> I'll fucking destroy you. I'm so mad at my, Are you my ego to like is destructive alpha, right now. Uh, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> oh, my ego, my ego. I call it big brain, little brain. Yeah. Big brain's the dick who yeah. says the shit that you don't want to hear. Little brain's your mom, like. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, and then We're you make them fuck. Yeah, and <laughs> fucking big brain. My big brain brain's a fucking beast. It is. <sighs> Why? What's going on? I got this. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm I'm going through this fast shaming campaign right now with Tom Segura, uh -huh. and and uh, started off as a joke, but it just hasn't ended. Yeah. And so you once you get are you called, guys fat shaming each other? Yeah. And but I'm <laughs> losing the battle aggressively. Really? <laughs> aggressively. Like how so? Like he's just he's just better at burning you. His fans just won't let him lose. Like, and my fans are his fans also, and <laughs> and it's, just, it's funnier to watch me. It's funnier to watch me get worked up than because he just won't get worked. So up. So some of it hurts. Hundred percent. What are what are these people saying to you, bro? Oh, let me get online. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh God. I mean, if you go on my Twitter, you'll if you just type in. I'll just type in. Me and Sean actually do that too. We fat, we fat shame each other all the time. It's mostly Dan just calling me fat. You're right. It is. I, I agree. That's 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 my bad. If yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's people. I've, I've gotten a couple of shots in. It's people send pictures. They Photoshop pictures. You want to see a picture that cuts to my soul? Yeah. This like uh, this picture. I, I, it it is the perfect Photoshop picture. To make you feel disgusted about your body. What is it? Oh, Jesus. What is, is that? You, that do they Photoshop the stomach because you're not that big. No, they Photoshop the stomach no. and nipples. <laughs> <laughs> they his nipples me. are so, it, it looks like fake tits. Like his tits look like he had a, he had a, he had a boob job and they'd put on the nipples in the most like, like Soprasetta, like I got spread thin like sort of puff, way. Puffy nipples, and they're probably the size of, they're probably two inches around. Yeah. And so they Photoshop puffy nipples on me. It's gross. It's, it's so really gross. gross. Uh, but you open uh, up because your podcast picture is is you shirtless, like touching your tits. Yeah, I, I, I haven't performed with a shirt on in five years. 
<laughs> like, I'll do it for there, are, there are strippers who wear more clothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll do it. I just did my hour special. I just did an hour special for Showtime shirtless. Congratulations. What's the, <laughs> what's the worst thing that he said to you in this battle? Because one time a buddy of mine told me, I look like Michael Moore from behind, which that could have been the baddest thing. Uh, even if you told Michael Moore you look like Michael Moore from behind, he'd be like, Jesus. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. Um, they, it's like, just... Any, any reference like, over Twitter <laughs> that you were like, oh, fuck you. No, it's just, I think it's just, it's like if you just read them, like these are all from today. Hey, don't worry about burpees. Burp burps all the time when he eats. Double pipe classic. Burp, burp is fat. Uh huh. You're an alcoholic. Burp is fat. Like just oh, your your parents are gonna your kids are gonna live without a father. You're fat. Like it's just. Oh, this, oh my god. <laughs> some people don't know how to write a joke. Like some people just right. think, think oh I if I the meanest if I'm meaning yeah this is gonna work yeah a lot of it's about Tom is the food cha- the water champ and I'm the food champ, um, and then and then you do something funny, and like. And like, like, I go on, I go on TV, and I do this joke about Tom, and it's really funny. It gets a laugh. And, yeah. And then, and they, they just, they just discredit it. They're like, no, that's not good. Tom's better. And you're like, fuck you. And then, because they want you to get worked up. Right. And, like, I wrote this, <laughs> and you literally, you get worked up. Like at one point, like I wrote this song called uh, "The Ballad of Big Tommy Buns." Yeah. And I put it at the front of my podcast for free. It's fucking free. It's totally yeah. free. And then. And it's just making fun of Tom, saying, like, little... By the way, they're all my little food eccentricities, but I put them on Tom. Yeah. Like, he n- lays his Skittles out on his bed and names each one, <laughs> that he dips his pizza in ranch. Like, all the yeah, shit yeah. I, I really do. <laughs> Dan actually does that. Dan does that. Ranch is so fucking good. Have you ever done that? Uh, I mean, with Skittles? No. no, no. M&M's? Pizza and ranch. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Oh, and then if you put sriracha in the ranch... Oh, my God, it oh, is really good. fuck. It's, oh. <laughs> it's pretty legit. Dude, I'm, dude, you and me would kill each other if we like uh, if we hung out for a week. I feel like just food wise, not even <laughs> drinking wise. Oh, you know, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bert, Bert can't handle an iced coffee right now. I have I have real food problems. Like yeah, legit. Yeah, that's bad. Like yesterday, my my wife and I are on this diet, and then we go. She goes, "We're driving from Phoenix." I feel like a diet for you is just like not eating a ham in the car. No, it, a diet for me is juice in the morning. Yeah, no booze at night. Like if I because I'll lose weight really quickly if I don't drink. Yeah, no booze at night, lean protein, and then something sensible for dinner, but light. And so uh, yesterday was our cheat day, and she literally at one point was like, hey, you're going to make me feel like I can't have cheat days if I know you're going to eat like this because you'll die. Like, <laughs> I got a $6 burger from Carl's Jr. I got the bacon cheddar cheese fries. Ugh. I got a, a 10-piece nugget from Carl's Jr. I got regular fries, and then I got <laughs> just like a, a regular cheeseburger because I like the regular cheeseburgers too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, then, and, then I went in, and then I went into the grocery store and got – Reese's peanut butter cups, Butterfingers, a score bar, and a and and the other one, a Heath bar. And my wife's oh like, my God. <laughs> she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, it's a cheat day. Oh like, shit. I'm taking this shit to the fucking mattresses. Like, yeah. <laughs> she said cheat death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so my wife's just like, no, 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 no. You're about you're allowed to have some bread. That's it. And I was like, <laughs> fuck that. So my cheat day was aggressive. It's tough, man. It's just so good. It's just so good. Anyone who says like a food is the you know I quit cigarettes four months ago. You did? I have yeah. I haven't had any drinks or or, or drugs in over like probably a year and a half now or close to it. Are you keeping up with like not like how long you've been sober? Yeah. Okay. Do you um, go to like AA meetings? Yeah. I do. Really? Yeah. Those are fun. I went one time. Um, some of them are. Some of the them one are. I went to was a blast. The one I went to this morning was was fine. Oh, you went to one to this morning? Yes, I did. Did you go to buy the one by my house? Which one is that? I don't know. I see them every morning. Um, what if I found out you it was Scientology and you didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the AA meetings, you guys all wear the same thing. Yeah. And you guys have you the talk about Thetans trapped inside you. Yeah. Um, I do Scientology. They don't they're not too crazy. You're a Scientologist? No, I do it though. What do you mean you do it? Like, wouldn't you? Well, I, I thought you mean you do it like no, I do it like like, like you, it's like, like, you, like it's like playing the harmonica. Okay. <laughs> they said pick a religion. You got to right. pick a religion. Okay. What are you going to pick? You got to one. It's just I would say some week. like, okay, like Christ, like a lower, like a, like a more liberal form of Christianity or Buddhism. Okay. Buddhism is just too. And maybe, maybe, maybe like, uh, maybe, uh, very, also maybe liberal Judaism too, like something, uh, 
Yeah. Maybe, but that's just for the entertainment connections. Yeah. Okay. But then all those, like, like Buddhism is something that I go, yeah, I'd pick it, but I don't know if I could really do it. Because don't yeah. you have to be, like, chill? Well, I mean, with anything, like, you know, like, you know, and I've gotten away from meditation, but all that kind of stuff, like, helps you become more chill. It it works. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, Bert. But <laughs> like everything, we're all, I, 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 I need a couple things to make me just normal. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I have a couple different things that I do. Um, See, I look at Scientology as like, okay, like this, I got pitched this way by Scientologist one time and mm -hmm. all of a sudden it made sense. Like, I don't, I believe I'm Christian or Catholic. I'm Catholic. Right. Not like practicing, <laughs> but I, I subscribe to the doctrine. I believe in JC, but like, do I really truthfully believe that Mary was a virgin, had a baby? Not after I was done with her. <laughs> but like, like all the shit that they write in the book, do I really believe it? Or do I kind of? No. No. But I'll tell you what. I really believe there's aliens out there. Like, I really believe. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And that's. I do too. And, that, and that's Scientology. So part of me is like, fuck, I could actually believe in their shit. Like they, if they put me out a book, they'd be like, "No, this is it." I yeah, I believe in aliens too. But if you name a sp like, if you're like, "Are there aliens out there?" Yes, and then, but if somebody's like, "I know this alien named Greg," I'd be like, "You're full of shit." You know, <laughs> if you put a specific alien yeah. to it, then I can't, I can't believe it. Like, if you have any facts to your alien knowledge, I think you're full of shit. Okay, that, maybe you're right about that. Because <laughs> yeah, Bert, right. Bert's also like one of the most easily influenced people. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have a party line anywhere. I'm fucking. You, you can convince me against or for I feel anything. like yeah I may get you to kill the mayor after this I don't even know who the mayor is yeah, oh wait I'll, I'll just tell you who it is who I'm is just, it it's Aaron kill him right now oh, okay. no, no. No, who's the mayor that kept Sorry, his wife's Aaron. last name because it's Mexican oh um I forget fuck I don't know. that guy yeah you're you're he's not his real name's his real name last name's like uh Smith isn't he Mexican though no he's not oh, he works a <laughs> 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 Wait, he's Mexican? Yeah, he's oh, Mexican, yes. dude. He looks no, Mexican. No, what was his real last name? His real last name's not his, uh, his jalapeno pup. <laughs> no. His real last name no. is Villar. What? Villar. So he added Rig Villar Regoso to it. So he, he took, like, some of his, but he's still Mexican. Same as uh, Carlos Mencia. He just <laughs> Carlos mencia himself. He was like, you know, it wasn't selling tickets. Right. But, but Well, I, that's crazy because he was ripping off other mayor's speech. No. <laughs> <laughs> He, was, yeah. he did a whole section of his speech that was George Lopez's. It was really. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen Carlos Mencia in forever. No, I haven't. He's my roommate. No, just... Oh, God. <laughs> He's not. Um, what's your worst bomb that you've ever had? And, and, and on you, like a decision you made on stage. Oh, oh, there's no questions. Uh, I've, had a, I've had a couple. Mm -hmm. The worst one, no doubt. And I hope to God, I pray that the, I'm, I'm sure there's tape on it. And I hope mm -hmm. it never gets out. What is this? Uh, Ian Bag used to do a show called the Ian Bag Show. It was a live interview show in L.A. Or? In L.A. Yeah. Okay. And it was really fun to do. And I did. I did Byron Allen's Comics Unleashed that afternoon. Uh huh. And like, and I was like, I don't want to do this. But then I walked. There, I got there, and like Dennis Miller was there. I mean, it was like the some of the biggest names in comedy. Yeah, Dennis Miller is huge. And then we got done, and everyone. I'm not saying that Dennis Miller was drinking. I don't remember if he was per se or not. But everyone that had done the show, all these big names, were all drinking after the show. And I was like, I knew I had to do Ian Bag show, but I was yeah. like, I don't care. I don't, as a rule of thumb, I don't like to go on stage fucking hammered. Right. But I went, I went to Ian Bag show fucking hammered. Yeah. And I got on stage. I made some joke. I made a joke. The joke was, um, do you ever see the same person? Do you ever see the same stranger twice in one day? Like, you, yeah, yeah. Like you see them in the coffee and then all of a sudden later you see them driving down the street. Like, shut up. I go, I saw the same Asian lady 45 times today. Yeah. So, 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 so we, I, go, I go, she was, she did my laundry. She did, like, whatever. And then you keep explaining, the first yeah. part doesn't get a laugh, and then you're like, no, get a laugh. if I explain the racism. If I explain the they'll get it. Yeah. And uh, they didn't, they didn't want to hear it. And then I said, and then they go, it's not, that's not true. And I went, well, actually, no, I, I go, it's, I go, it's, the, look, the joke's based off of the fact that not all Asians look alike, but they all a lot of them have the exact same hair color. So I, I imagine if you went to Australia and you saw all blonde hair, blue eyed people, <laughs> that you, after a while you'd start being like, which one's Sven? It's which like one's... it goes from just like a joke yeah. that offends to like then like explaining it like David Duke or something yeah, explaining like, that. It, like uh, whatever new eugenics or whatever it's called <laughs> eugenics. Yeah, and then I start, oh, and then the and then this guy in the audience goes, well, 
well, black people have all the same hair color. But now we're having a conversation about it. Right. It's just fucking spiraling. <laughs> explaining as a white catholic guy how races work i go and so no and so i start saying listen if you know about it then it's true if you know about it then it had to have been like if i said all asian people look alike and you've heard that before you haven't heard that just because i said i go i'm not the first person to say it and so I, and the guy's like, you're being racist. I go, no, I get that. But you're denying that racism exists. And he's like, he's like, there is no race. I, I don't, I'm not racist. And I've never known anyone racist. You're the first person. And I go, I'm not racist. I'm just being real right now. I'm being honest. I go, fuck you. And I look now, Ian has a black band on stage with him. They're all black. <laughs> oh God. None of them have your back at all. I'm, I'm, well, I'm under the impression that they're on my team because we're all on stage together. <laughs> oh, boy. So I look to one of the black guys. I go, tell this fucking kid that racism's real. And he's like, hey, this is your fucking hole. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I'm like, very smart. <laughs> and it's, and it, by the way, and Ian's trying to get me out of it, but I won't let it go. I'm like, yeah. no. I'm like, no. You're fucking telling me. That like, and no one knew who Tom Segura was at the time. But I go, Tom Segura and I look similar. <laughs> we look, we have same hair color. You, can, you could say, <laughs> if you saw both of us, all we white people look like. It's, it, it's an, and I'm fucking spiraling out of control. And then, and by the way, this is a week before the Michael Richards thing. Yeah, it's a week before it. Oh Jesus! And I go, um, and I go. So you, you've never said the N word to this kid, in the, this guy in the front row. And he's like, no, never. I said, you never sung it? And he goes, what? I said, you don't listen to hip-hop? He goes, no, I listen to hip-hop. I said, so when you sing hip-hop, when you sing DMX, you just don't sing that word? I go, that's a lie. You're lying right now. And he goes, no, I'm not. I, I, when I get to the word, I just mumble it. And I went, you're fucking lying. And I'm fucking losing it. And I look to the black guy. <laughs> and I go, I go, tell this kid that racism's real. I go, have you ever been called the N-word? And he looks at me and he goes, son, I have not. And if you start right now, we're going to have a problem. And I was like, oh. oh <laughs> like, he thought I was going to call him the N-word. Uh, like, and, and I go, I think I'm done. And I just got off of stage, and they went nuts, and they started applauding. Oh, I was like, my God. I was like. That's amazing. Oh, I was fucking so oh. bad. And Ian you know was what like, I love? Like, some people will tell, like, a bombing story on here, and it won't be. It'll be, like, kind of make it. Like, it'll make the crowd look bad more than them. Uh -uh. And this was, like. Well, it's always our fault. It's never the crowd. Like, right. a lot of fucking I mean, every comics. once in a while it is their Here's the other thing, though. Here's the other thing. We're in L.A., so the majority of comics you're going to have in L.A. aren't road comics. Mm -hmm. They're just L.A. comics. They do Meltdown. They do The Store. They do The Improv. They do UCB. And so I think I think there's this, this disconnection with what comedy in front of strangers is. Like, yeah. like doing comedy at the store, it's great. There's a lot of what you could call strangers, but they're all comedy fans. They're there because they get good comedy. And so if you do good shit, they'll get it. And if you fucking do hacky shit, they'll fucking know it's hacky. But like on the road, man, I've, it's, I've fucking, it's gotten bad. Yeah. Like, oh, like, like I did Miami one time and they were all fucking like, it was Steve Trevino. I couldn't sell any tickets. So Joel had to have Steve Trevino head, co-headline with me. Steve had his own feature act, so I had my own feature act. And I don't know. So there's like four Latino comics going up in front of me, then me, and then I got to do an hour. Dude, you do not know bombing. It, I, I, <laughs> like, there's a moment where you realize I've tried my best stuff. I know sweat's dripping off my chin onto my shirt. Oh, my God. And I know that they see it, but I can't stop this. And... <laughs> In those moments, that was like a movie line. Right? <laughs> My name's Bert. I know what you're thinking. Hot, sexy name. Do you do porn? Bert's last name you want to hear during sex? Uh, uh, uh. Bert. Nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> like, that always works. You know what cops hate? And someone's like, you. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, now I just did my setup for a joke that was going to last four minutes that it usually works. Nope. I was talking to my black friend the other day. You don't know black people? Okay. Oh, oh, it, they were just taking oh. my legs out. So then finally, so I, that's Thursday night. Friday night's worse. Friday late show, I asked Steve if we can trade and I can go before him. Yeah. He says no. 
he doesn't want this fucking shit spot because they're all doing 20 minutes. Yeah. And so Saturday, I just you're doing, you're doing 45 or what I'm doing, doing an hour, Oops. an hour of silence. So this whole weekend you're bombing. No one, no one's bombed like this ever. You've never seen anyone bomb like this. Like silence, silence, like silence. Silence. There's an hour. There's an hour and twenty minutes before you. Oh yeah, Uh, Ricky Cruz is doing fifteen. DJ DJ Cooch is doing fifteen. Ricky Cruz is doing twenty. Steve Trevino is doing thirty to forty, and I have to do an hour. I find that I'm on a show with a guy named DJ. I end up bombing. So. it it was so bad, and then and then Saturday early show I just gave up. I gave up, and I go and I resigned to the fact that they didn't like me. And so I go, I get on stage, and I'm like, I go okay. I tell f- first few jokes, and it just starts again. It just starts again. This fucking thing where where it's like you're like this is the reason I would quit comedy because yeah. I can't get a joke to to get any lift off. I'm just piling down the runway and seeing the fence going this is gonna we're gonna end up in the ocean yeah jesus so i'm like fuck you guys and that's when they start to respect you you're like fuck you guys and then they start to get behind (laughs) i was like yeah you just become i go you know what i go i don't think half you guys speak english so let's get a a cuban guy up here you're gonna translate my jokes to these fucking people and and how they're into it they're like yeah bring a fucking cuban up oh no and then i go give me the thuggest black guy in here thuggest like gold fronts fucking braids bring him up here so now i have you know the guy straight out of the wire and then this fucking cuban guy and i go let's just let's start my show all over again i go you guys just talk to your people and say it the way you'd say it i go i was talking to a girl the other day and then i give the black guy the microphone he goes man I walk by this bitch. I'm like, yo, yo, can I play and get some conversation? And then <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I'm not, I give it to the Cuban guy. He just says it in Spanish with a mommy. And they fucking go nuts. And I just, I, I told no jokes. I just was like, I asked her if I could get her number. And he's like, I said, bitch. And like, and they're just going fucking nuts. I, was like, I didn't even do comedy. And then the fucking- one joke, the one joke that I thought was funny as fuck, Flatline. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh. We have to ask this because it is my depression. If you had to pick what, the dumbest thing you've ever fucking done in your entire life, I got it. Okay, you got it. No Let's questions it. asked. Okay. By the way, I, I'm going to preface this. I'm going to preface this with I did not know it was dumb. I thought everyone did it until I said it one night and my friend said, That's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> <laughs> this on stage okay and i just recently have started trying to figure out how to talk about it on stage but it's so dumb people yeah. are god struck <laughs> okay i used to think Anne frank and helen keller were the same person <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh god like into my 20s <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no joke. You're serious? No. No joke. And I had a joke about Anne Frank. <laughs> I had a joke about Helen Keller. And the whole time, I I would fuck it up. I I thought they were the same fucking person. Oh. Into my twins, and I found out at the Anne Frank house. Oh no. Yeah. It, it, so what did you? How do you think she? So is that why? It's, could, it's because of Anne Sullivan. She, it's because of Anne Sullivan. She would have no. She would have no problem being quiet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because when I was a kid, I saw The Miracle Worker, and it just stuck with me. Yeah. And, and so I kind of, I didn't remember Helen Keller's name, really. Right. I remembered Ann Sullivan. I don't know why. I had a friend named Jason Sullivan, so I think maybe. So Ann was the name I thought. And so when people said Ann Frank, I immediately thought they were talking about Helen Keller. I, <laughs> I thought they were talking about The Miracle Worker's story. Yeah. And so I would be like, oh, yeah, I know that one. And so I know that one. <laughs> and so, and by the way, Helen Keller. Now, these are all things that, like, I was a very pedestrian uh, academic, right. like, meaning I never really read fucking books. I never like if you said something, I kind of heard you, and then I plugged that into what I believed was information. So, like, I could say shit that you'd be like, "What the fuck?" And so, when my whole life, Helen Keller jokes were like the biggest thing in the world. Like that was like there yeah. was there was yeah. Helen Keller jokes. So we're in Amsterdam. We're in, we're 
were staying in like a hostel in Amsterdam with my buddies, Tyler, PJ, uh, Chad, and Weecho are like, I'm the whole time I'm like, let's just get, 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 get weed, we'll get mushrooms, we'll get fucking hammered, go to a live sex show. And they're like, well, there's a lot of culture here. We should go to the Anne Frank house. And I'm like, fuck yes. I go, we'll just get high as fucking laugh our dicks off. And they're like, what? Oh, I'm like, oh yeah, it'll be a fucking blast. <laughs> shit. Put a bunch in the toilet. Like, I you I go, you can go in the fucking house. And they're like, yeah, it's a tour through the house. I mean, they, I mean, you can see like the closet they kept her in. I'm like, they kept her in a fucking closet the whole time. I'm thinking this is fucking Helen Keller. Even then, like, why are we making? Why would this be a funny thing? I'm like, what the fuck? And they go, they kept her in a. They didn't put that in the movie. They're like, the Nazis were looking for. I go, the fucking Nazis were looking for. <laughs> 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 and so we end up going, by a long way we end up going to the Anne Frank house getting high as giraffe pussy and I'm just started t- I just told Helen Keller jokes all the time oh, just no. throughout the whole thing I'm telling <laughs> Helen Keller jokes, until this woman turns around and goes are you telling Helen Keller jokes and I was like I am wait I am who's this chick and they're like they tell me I'm like holy fucking shit <laughs> that easily, easily and how long ago was this this is I was I was 22 years old Oh my yeah. god. Oh my god. By the way, I'm I'm not I'm not I am the perfect person for this show because I have a million things like that where I just yeah. go I just did I never really did the math. Dude, we we have to have you back then. Can you come back? Yeah, we have to have you yes. back. Um I, a awesome. million. I'm voting for Trump. I'm I belong <laughs> on this show. Change you on that. The one thing we do, we usually we you know this this week's episode was a little different. We didn't do many segments, but the one thing we do end on every week is uh Tom has uh He's had a rough life, so uh, every week he tells us a uh, haunting realization. Tom, do you have one for this week? I Sure, yeah, I could share. I could share one. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, me? Oh, I yeah. snap my fingers all the time. Yeah, sorry. I just I, I, I snap my fingers. It's a nervous habit. It's crazy. All right, so, Tom? Or you've got the beat. Um, Ooh, never say got the beat again. You're the, the whitest voice I've ever heard. Got the beat. <laughs> you guys do exactly an hour every week we try to do like an hour around a little bit over especially because like with your stories i'd rather have you back and just do a whole yeah. other fucking thing you know yeah all right tom uh so the olympics uh today where the olympics are still happening and they did the first open water swim which everyone is right. concerned about with the pollution and um i oh. i used to do open water swims in uh in san francisco bay which are um it's not, I mean, you get the shits there too. It's, it's, it's right. just what happens. There's a lot of, there's pollution. And, um, I think just salt water is a natural laxative when you drink a bunch of it. Um, so I was thinking about when I did a saltwater swim and I couldn't believe that we did this. Uh, this is, this is a, a while back, but we did this thing where it's called the bridge swim, where you swim from Fort point on the South side, the golden gate bridge over to the North side. Uh, which was, I think at the time they had a couple kayaks and a jet ski. Uh, now I think they have all these boats and escorts. <laughs> I don't know why they thought this would be a good idea or why I got in the water. Cause I guess I was, I, I have problems, but, um, uh, so we jump in the water and, uh, we're, we're swimming across and, um, they don't stop the ships. <laughs> um, <laughs> They, 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 the, the ships don't care. There's like a couple major ports. And so some kind of giant cargo ship is coming towards us while we're swimming. And they're about six stories tall. Yeah. Uh, and when you're flat on the water, you're looking up six stories and this thing, it's just coming at you. And so you swim faster. Like it was a great motivator to swim. Uh, and th- there are people in the kayaks yelling at us because you didn't just have to clear the boat, but the uh, prop wash could suck you back into the oh my ship. God. Jesus. Uh, not to mention the currents and everything that are there. So we're swimming our fucking guts out and we get over to the other side. And this is something, I, I don't know why I was unclear about this, but we get over to the other side and I'm like, okay, that was, wow, we made it. This is great. And then they said, Touch the rock. Now you have to go back. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I did, and I I had the shits for three days afterwards. Why'd so. you Why'd you go back? <laughs> because you can't. There's no way. 
say fuck you, I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> because there's no way to get, like, you would have to walk barefoot, like, you know, in your swimsuit across the Golden Gate Bridge. You could have gotten an Uber. Yeah. yeah. This is this is this is 15 years ago. There was no Uber. It was that was somebody's wet. Were you, were, were you nervous about sharks? Uh, back then, I wasn't. Now I am because there's so many fucking seals in San Francisco Bay. I wouldn't I wouldn't swim there anymore. Although then too, we we did we did. There was another swim they did called the Alcatraz Shark Fest, where you swim from Alcatraz to to uh, the shore, and um, that that made you think when you're out in the water. Like, I'm doing the shark fest. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah, but you feel, but you delusionally feel safe because of the numbers of people, right? Well, that's the that's the thing is there's always these currents and there's lots of waves. So you're in like these troughs of waves and there's nobody, you you can't see anybody. There's nobody near you. And then you come up. This. Yeah, exactly. Tom, well, this one I actually, you know, usually it's like a story like this. It's usually Tom, not Tom's fault, you know? Yeah. But this week it was totally Tom's fault. <laughs> like, 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 like swimming under the Golden Gate Bridge. What are you, a John Steinbeck novel character? <laughs> even, even in the 80s or 90s, that wasn't a thing to do, Tom. I know. I, yeah. I, insane. It was, it was, uh, so. You know those those people uh, in Rio, they're gonna get the shits from their swim. And... Uh, by the way, by the way, Tom, Tom, it's a completely different thing with the water <laughs> runoff in Rio. So all the favelas don't have plumbing, so all the water drains right into a couple different places in the ocean. And I've been in that water. You gotta get a Hep C shot before you get in it. Right. It is literally <laughs> the shits you get from that water. I went wakeboarding in Rio in the fucking bay that's all cess. Is uh, the shits you get are your are like pink sock asshole throwing up <laughs> well let's end on that because we have another podcast coming into the studio uh bert you were a fucking incredible guest thank yeah, you guys you for having me this we're coming at this so much anything you'd like to promote uh i'm doing oddball tours go see the oddball oh, awesome. and then uh and then uh my our special comes out in showtimes october or november it's cool. great and uh go, just go check out my podcast and whatever and uh, i'll be at Stan nice. scottsdale this weekend so check that out um tom and sean do you have anything uh well before i say my stuff i'm, I'm actually recording from showbiz studios right now uh they're helping us out so i just want to give a quick shout out to them basically you can check out their website uh com. their facebook and twitter is at showbiz studios you can check them out and check out some other podcasts they have like uh the david feldman show and sorry i've been so busy so thank you to them Love and david Alex, feldman. who runs the place for helping us out man and yeah. tom and uh, you and, and me oh. my use my twitter at show anytime and you can buy my album manual labor uh, I'm Matt Tom Dog on Twitter and doing a show uh, at the Proc at Proctors in Schenectady with the great Nori Davis. Oh, great! Oh, um, <laughs> where I go, like, oh, great! Yeah, he's funny. Like we're we're acting like Mel Brooks is back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can get my album on dot Also, check out All Things Comedy and the All Things Comedy page. There's a ton of great podcasts. There really are. Yes, absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. Wait, 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 wait. Whose podcast is next? Oh, I wouldn't want to listen. Sam Tripoli's podcast. Yeah, check out Sam Tripoli's podcast. We say that like it's going to be the next channel. Like, yeah. <laughs> and stay tuned, guys. Stay Sam Tripoli's coming yeah, up next. It's just going <laughs> to magically come on here. All right, thank you, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Bert. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. Here's where you can see our host performing live this week. Dan St. Germain is going to be at Stand Up Scottsdale. Yes, that's Scottsdale, Arizona, right there near Phoenix. If you live there, please go see him this weekend. He'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Go see him. Tell your friends that live in the Phoenix area to go see him. You'll have a great time. Sean Donnelly is going to be at the Fishtown Premium Show at the Philly Punchline this Sunday. For more information on their shows, go to dancestgermain.net and check out his schedule and Sean Donnelly comedy.com and check out his shows. Thomas Attila Lewis, that's me. You can see me at Proctor's Theater this Saturday with the great Nori Davis. That's going to be a really fun show. Come on out. Please, please, please.
Uh, click on uh, iTunes the next time you get a chance. Click on the stars. Write a just one sentence about our show. We'd appreciate it. Recent thanks go to Character92, Jay Stanley0819, Magkey321, Ashante, Bob, Friend Without a Face, Dante, Dance Grooves, and Maddie Rose, <coughs> who came to see us at Just for Laughs. Maddie Rose, thanks for coming out. Also, Sam, J Dog, and Iron Word. These are just some folks who have clicked on their iTunes and written a quick uh, review and clicked on some stars. It really, really helps out our show. You have no idea. So if you haven't done it yet, that'd be great. Also, if you haven't done it yet, drop us a note at mydumbfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you noticed on our show, we regularly are doing our mailbag um, segment and we will do another one very soon. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Lift me up. You don't know me. For other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Yes, we're a part of the All Things Comedy Network. We're one of many great comedy podcasts. That's allthingscomedy.com. Our opening and closing song is called Mary the Boxer by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com. It's not possible, I...